0: This week's show features an interview with Brian Obitz, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Brian Obitz with Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lakeshore. I'm here with Brian Obitz with Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lakeshore. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Thank you for having me on. Let's start out talking about your background and position with Big Brothers. Well, I'm the CEO
1: or executive director of uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lake Shore, and uh, been in that position for about three three years now. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in the nonprofit field, uh, working in a lot of uh, performing arts organizations. Worked for the West Shore Symphony for a long time, and, and uh, did a lot of neat things. And so this has been kind of the next step, and it's a fantastic agency. It's. Uh, it's a four county agency, so we cover Ottawa, Muskegon, Oceana, and Mason counties, and as uh, the, the local chapter here based out of Muskegon.
0: How long has Big Brothers and Big Sisters of the Lakeshore been around?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, actually, it's been around for a long time, over 100 years. The organization itself was really founded back in 1904, and so it's been going very strong. Uh, today, I know, I don't know the exact numbers anymore, but there's over 200,000 kids being served by Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies in all 50 states and I know beyond as well. So,
0: What is Big Brothers and Big Sisters all about?
1: Well, basically, it's about mentoring. In, in one word, mentoring. Our mission is to help kids reach their potential through professionally supported one-to-one mentoring relationships. So that's basically what we do. We do that in a few different ways. But um, the main thing is we take uh, uh, adult volunteers, our bigs as we call them, the big brothers and big sisters, and we match them with kids, the littles, little brothers and sisters, and uh, kids who could benefit in whatever way from the presence of an interested and caring adult in their lives. And through that relationship, we see a lot of neat things happen with the kids, a lot of growth happen.
0: What is that relationship typically like if between the, the bigs and the littles? Uh, um, what types of things do they do? Um, how do people get started with doing something like that?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a neat thing. Every match is different, so you can't say you do this, that, and the other thing. Um, <clears throat> Basically, we ask our volunteers to get together with their littles in, in our, in our core community based program. To get together with their littles maybe a few times a month and, but it's always on their own schedule. Every match works a little differently, has its own rhythm and flow. Uh, they can get together for maybe a few hours at a time and do whatever it is that they like to do together. Now, we don't ask our volunteers to be social workers. We don't ask them to be tutors. You don't have to uh, know algebra or anything like that. We don't ask them to teach the the littles, this and that, except what they teach them naturally just through being together and spending time together. And that's the main thing we stress is that um, the the important thing really is the social time together. A lot of these kids just need somebody in their lives, uh, just a special friend that they can call their own somebody that they can talk to, spend time with. And what they do together really doesn't matter as long as they're both having a lot of fun together. Uh, so we say, you know, go to the park, throw Frisbees, play basketball, watch a football game, bake cookies, climb a tree, go rollerblading, uh, you name it. Uh, every match out there has done something out there that they found fun together, and uh, it runs the gamut, uh, anything you can think of. But as long as they're having fun and spending good social time together, it's amazing what we see can happen out of just that that simple of a relationship.
0: Are there enough mentors right now for the kids?
1: Uh, that's an easy question to answer because our, our answer is always no. Always looking for volunteers, um, especially we're always looking for men, male volunteers. There's always the greatest need for that. Uh, On the other hand, I can't always say that uh, every volunteer will be matched up with a child immediately. What we have, we we don't like to call it a waiting list of kids. We call it our matchable list, kids who are are, are ready to be matched, who are enrolled in the program. And then we also have some volunteers who are enrolled, and we need them coming in all the time because we always have kids coming in, and we're looking to make the best match that we can. We don't want to just match up. X person with Y you know child, uh, we want to make sure that it's a good, solid match that they have interests in common, that a, that their their uh, personalities are compatible, and um, one of the key things is proximity. We do serve a four county area, and uh, if the big lives too far from the little, it's going to be hard for them to get together and do things so we're looking for the best matches that we can make, and so that means we always need volunteers coming in uh who can uh give a little bit of time to uh to a child and then we can put them together and and hopefully hook them up and um, get them going and so always looking for people, yes, and always looking for volunteers
0: and you have some big news recently you moved to a new yes. building uh where is that building, and what does it offer?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. We're excited about our move. We just moved to a location. It's on Grand Haven Road. It's right next to it. And this is the thing we love about it because you can just tell people it's right next to the cinema movie theater yeah, on people. Grand Haven Road. <laughs> Everyone knows where that is, and so it's really easy. It's right next door to the movie theater north end of Grand Haven Road. And uh, one of the big reasons for moving is uh, it's kind of a strategic move on our part. We want to get out where we can be visible. And um, our, our previous location didn't afford that. So we want to be in a location there's high traffic, a lot of people. Everyone goes to the movies there, and uh, we're going to have some big signage out front. So we want to make sure that we're visible to people, that they know we're in the community, that uh, we exist for, um, for their kids if they want to enroll their kids, or we exist for volunteers who are looking to spend a little time, who can donate a little time for a child. Um, also wanted to get out. Uh, where we were more accessible, and um, also kind of shifted a little bit. Uh, we do serve—Ottawa County has been growing for us, and uh, our, Muskegon is, our, our office is here in Muskegon, but uh, we want to be where we can be more accessible to the folks in Ottawa County, too. So we're kind of on the south end of town. So a, a lot of things came together there. And, of course, we're going to have uh, popcorn daily for the staff with the movie theater right uh, next door. Yeah, yeah, can yeah that's, that was a huge,
0: huge consideration in the move right there, so— talk about some events going on with Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lakeshore now.
1: Well, we have a lot of stuff going on. We do a lot of fundraisers from time to time. The the big one coming up is our our signature event, Bowl for Kids Sake, and this has become the um, signature event for Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies around the country. We do that typically through the march of through the month of March and April. And so we are going to be having a number of uh, bowling opportunities for people who want to get involved with this. Um, all through those months, we'll be at Sherman Lanes in Muskegon. We'll be at uh, Starlight Lanes in Grand Haven, down at Northway Lanes in Holland, and up at the uh, Eagles in Hart. So we kind of cover our area. Lots of opportunities for people to get involved. And that is a neat time. I don't know. I, I've I've been with this agency for three years, and so I've done bowl for kids' sake for three, three years. And it is a, just a blast every time we're out there. Uh, In a nutshell, um, people put teams together. You gather up a group of friends, and you each raise $60 in pledges for Big Brothers Big Sisters, and then we give you three free games of bowling, and um, tons of prizes we give away. We have trivia questions, and we have neat stuff going on all the time. We make it a party for the folks, but basically that's a reward for raising the money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. You just pick a time and location that works good for you. Come on out and bowl with us, and uh, we'll make sure you have a blast. It's a, it's a fun thing.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a great event. How do people get involved, both from the uh, point of view of parents wanting to get their children involved and also volunteers wanting to be bigs for these littles in need? Either way, give us a call, and uh, I should put our, our new phone number is
1: 231-798-1391. It's taken me a while to memorize that new phone number, but uh, that's where you can reach us. Uh, just give us a call, and we'll get you started. If you're a parent, uh, think maybe your child, for whatever reason, might benefit from having a, a big brother or big sister. Uh, We'll give you some information on that, how the program works, how you get involved, and uh, then you can go from there. Same thing with a volunteer. We'll give you the information, uh, what it entails, what your time commitment would be, and um, how you get involved and and what the enrollment process is, and then you can, again, you can go from there, and uh, we hope that a lot of people will will do that and take advantage of it. I'll tell you what, uh, we're always looking for volunteers, we say, but it's it's amazing how many volunteers tell us that they think they get more out of it than the kids do. They really have a blast. It's a good time. People love doing it.
0: Share maybe one success story of, uh, of a little and a big that you matched up and, you know, maybe how it worked out for both folks.
1: Yeah, I can, I can tell you a number of, uh, of short stories because it's hard to tell one that's really typical. But I'll give you a couple uh, brief examples, um, and I'll start from kind of one end of the spectrum. We had um, a young boy who was being enrolled into the program at one time, and one of the usual questions is, "What do you want to do when you get matched with a, when you get a big brother?" And uh, this little boy said, "I want to watch him shave," and that's kind of a cute answer. You know, it's it's it seems kind of funny at first, but you know, there's a, a perfect example of a young boy who's growing up in a household with no adult males in his life. And, uh, he was worried he's not gonna know how to do these things. So, one of the neat things about that is, uh, I'm sure his big probably did teach him how to shave at one point or another, but that's probably about the least important thing that he learned about growing up, uh, from his big just through spending time together. We have a, uh, a little sister in our program who she and her big, their favorite thing to do now is they go to Meyers and they go shopping together. Now that seems really simple uh, and a kind of a silly thing to do too. But what they do is they go out and they buy fruits and vegetables and they buy healthy food and they bring it home. And she she uses her allowance money, the little to, to buy these things and brings it home and shares it with her younger sister. So she's learning lessons, even though she might not realize it, about um, about growing up, about caring, sharing, spending your money wisely, healthy eating. All those kinds of things. So those are the things that kids uh, just kind of absorb through the time they spend with their big. Just one last example, probably the most dramatic example that I know of, a gentleman that recently reconnected with our program named Ken. And uh, Ken is is, uh, uh, doing very well now as an adult, but way back about, oh, I'm trying to guess how long ago this was, maybe 30 years ago or so in another agency. Uh, other side of the state. He was matched very briefly for about uh, 10 months with the big... And uh, Ken recently got in touch with our agency and said he wanted to give something back to the organization. He said he he had been a little brother when he was younger and wasn't sure if he would be here now if it hadn't been for his big brother back then. So we helped him track down his big brother and, you know, find him and and got them together for the first time in 30 years. And, And we asked his big brother, what did you do that was so powerful in Ken's life that made such a big impact? And his big brother looked at us and said, you know, I don't have a clue. I didn't do anything special. All we did was spend time together. We worked around the house, worked on cars together, that kind of thing. And Ken looked at him and said, you know what, you did do something special. You took time to be with me, and, and nobody had ever done that for him before. That's how simple and how powerful that that program can be. It's it's amazing.
0: Well, it Certainly some fantastic stories and and very inspiring. And with that, I'll move on to my last question and give you an opportunity to hopefully recruit some new bigs to the organization. You have one minute alone with a person considering volunteering with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Lakeshore. Make your pitch to get them there.
1: Ooh, put me on the spot. Well, there's there's two ways you can approach that. We've got a lot of kids who could really use somebody out there. They just need a friend. You don't need to be a social worker. Like I said, you don't need to be a tutor or anything like that. You just need to be a friend. Um, and then what I would say from the volunteer standpoint is there's huge rewards in there for you as well. The time you spend with those kids are are priceless. And uh, seeing those kids grow up, seeing them, watching them go on to maturity, a lot of our matches go on till age 18 when they age out, and then they remain friends for life sometimes. Um, it, is, it is a wonderfully rewarding experience, and it is simple. It doesn't take much time. All you need to do is incorporate that child into a few things that you're going to do anyway when you go shopping, when you go to the car wash, whatever, go go to the park. You know, It's a simple, wonderfully rewarding thing. So I would encourage anybody out there who has some time to, uh, to give us a call, and uh, we'll give you more information, hopefully get you started. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brian. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jason.
0: Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lakeshore was established in West Michigan nearly 40 years ago to serve Muskegon, Ottawa, Oceana, and Mason counties. Each year, they reach 500 children with one-to-one community-based and school-based matches. I found some interesting facts about little brothers and sisters who participate in the program. They are more confident to perform their schoolwork, able to get along better with their families, 46% less likely to begin using illegal drugs, 27% less likely to begin using alcohol, and 52% less likely to skip school. Brian's passion for big brothers, big sisters was very apparent in the interview. Many bigs who mentor the children share that enthusiasm. If you are interested in giving back and sharing your time with a child in the area, there's no better opportunity than with Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lakeshore. The big becomes a role model for the little. For the little, just knowing that someone who cares about them and seeks their friendship can be a tremendous boost to their self-esteem. So for more information on Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Lakeshore, visit BBBSLakeshore.org. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback, and for the latest feedback in Inside Muskegon, Visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 111 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Piseke. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.